0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at Labbrooks.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org. T's and C's apply.
3: This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict.
4: Well, it's been another great day of Premier League football on game day. Liverpool are now just three victories away from lifting the Premier League title after coming from behind to beat Bournemouth 2-1 in the early kickoff. Wolves missed their opportunity to break into the top four, they were held to a goalless draw at home to Brighton and Tottenham recovered from back-to-back defeats in the top flight to earn a 1-all draw at Burnley. Here's the best of your reaction to the day's football on Game Day Your Verdict with me Laura Woods and Darren Ben and also the full-time phone-in with Russ Williams and Ray Houghton. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Okay, let's get straight into it and head over to Anfield with Sam Matavese.
5: The four-time whistle goes, the Bournemouth players drop to the floor, there's a huge sigh of relief around Anfield, a very brief chorus of we're going to win the league, and even they now are starting to believe again, those waverers from the last week or so, because Liverpool have bounced back to record the first victory, the first of four victories that are required to win the Premier League. Jurgen Klopp's first win as Liverpool manager came against Bournemouth. It came after three disappointing results. That was the start of something. Maybe this will be the start of Liverpool's dash to the finishing line. They now need just nine points to win the Premier League title for the first time. They have beaten Bournemouth here thanks to two goals from Salah and Mane
6: after Wilson put Bournemouth in front like two goals to
3: one. Jurgen Klopp, let's find out what he
7: thinks.
6: Congratulations Jurgen. Thank you. How good did that feel?
7: Oh, very, very, very good to be honest. Uh, it was exactly what I wanted before the game. Uh, I knew it would be a hard fight and the, the 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 game, the history of the game made it even more difficult with the with the goal we conceded now you think okay now these things happen. Um, it was from my point of view a clear foul. I don't know um, how is that in the end not a foul even when the is looking at it. We had now different situations in the last in the last couple of weeks where I really things a bit strange. Nobody spoke after the Watford game about the Dini foul again. Trent, it's like wow, how is that not even mentioned? We cannot mention it because we lost the game three. It always sounds like. Uh, Ah, they're pretty bad losers, so, um, yeah, they are not too good in losing, that's true, but um, we wouldn't mention it because of that. So, today, we had to fight back before the game, we had to fight back after being one nil down, the boys did brilliantly against now a lifted side, um, and Bournemouth enjoyed the game now they played, so and we played really, really good stuff, we increased the pressure minute by minute, scored the two goals, well-deserved, maybe could have scored before half time um, a third one, and second half, yeah, so that's how it is. Uh, we had good situations, but the biggest chance probably then had Bournemouth. We have to admit that, and then Millie saved our life in that situation with a really long, 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 long toe. Um, great, and in the end, we deserve the three points. That's all we wanted, and all respect to Bournemouth. They fight for the league, and um, I hope that the injuries they had today that they are not too serious. Um, that would be really nice because I really, I respect a lot um, what what what. Um, Eddie's doing there, so uh, for us all good, and hopefully for Bournemouth in the future as well. And of course, he's gutted with the result, which he would be.
6: But how pleased were you with your players and the reaction? Super.
7: So I'm exactly what I wanted. So it's uh, you need in this moment you need you need characters who who don't want to sort the um, sort the situation football wise. You need character. You need mentality. You need to, to to fight back, and that's what we did. So I'm more over, overly happy and more than pleased with the boys.
6: And how much of a crucial win is that? So you can kind of get back on
7: that train, maybe get back to a, you know a long stretch of wins. Yeah, we will see that. Now we have to... Look, to the next game is an away game at Everton, uh, in the league, where we have to play Atletico at home. It's always, we have to see who is fit, who can play, stuff like this. That's how it is, always. But it's a, it was a big one today. Um, we, we passed the 80 points uh, mark, which is very helpful. And um, So, just let's carry on and, um, yeah, let's play football, let's fight, let's fight for everything and then we will see where it leads us to.
3: Jürgen Klopp there. Uh, full-time phoning on TalkSport 2 on game day. Luke is a Liverpool fan. Evening to you, Luke. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the full-time phoning. Ray Houghton and myself uh, here. Uh, be honest, did you start to get nervous when <laughs> Bournemouth went ahead 1-0 at Anfield or were you quite relaxed? Yeah, yeah,
5: I certainly did. I was a bit nervous. I was sitting <laughs> on the edge of my bed listening on the DAB and I was a bit nervous. I thought we was going to lose 2-0 at one point.
3: Well, you didn't. You ended up winning 2-1. So, what do you want to say about Liverpool?
5: I want to say, um, in all fairness, the Bournemouth did play, did play all right. I think Liverpool, we need to step up our defence and just can, can take it one game at a time now and win them three games and be crowned uh, league champions, That's all I hope, anyway. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. And what about the Champions League? Obviously, you are the European champions, and Liverpool are the World Club champions as well. It, you know, Do you want to win the Champions League as well, or would you just say, hey, the Premier League will do, it. we've never won it before?
5: It would be an extra bonus to win the Champions League, um, but we'd be happy with, uh, the, with the Premier League. But if the Champions League was and we win it,
8: then we win it.
3: It would be nice. Yeah, well, I said to you, look, they're three games away from winning the Premier League title. And uh, I mentioned this earlier on game day over on Talk Sport. You know, there are loads of people saying, yeah, but they haven't been particularly spectacular. they are being jammy. You know, VAR loves them. They're just getting over the line. That's what teams do that win championships, isn't well, it? Right. Yeah,
9: well, I can, I can assure you. <laughs> Everyone looks back in their time and we rose tinted glasses and things <laughs> you know we had we played wonderful football and what a team we were let me tell you I played in a lot of games when I was winning the league title twice We Liverpool finished second twice uh, as well um, there was a lot of games we played Dreadfully, but we had enough about us to get the win. And Liverpool's done that quite a few times this season. Sheffield United away, Aston Villa away. Uh, You know, there's been other games at home where they've just got over the line to, 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 to win it. Today was another example of that. But that's the art of winning. It's not all about playing the most spectacular football. It is about making sure that you when you get your chances, you take them. And that's what they've done today. I mean, I've seen the, the clearance off the line by James Milner. That's what you need as well. You need attitude. People who yep. are fully committed. Yep, right. You know what I mean? You can do that little, that just that moment they do something and you think, you know what? That's the difference between picking up three points and one. And that's why Liverpool are in the position at the, at the minute with three wins away from winning the title and that's if Man City win every game which I don't think is likely at the minute the way they're playing
4: let's go to Tony a Liverpool fan and let him uh, I suppose write to reply is what we should really offer shouldn't we Tony welcome to the show how are you
10: evening Laura evening Darren good
4: evening good evening how are you doing at the moment loving life
11: you know yeah yeah Um, I I suppose it's it's been an open secret that we were going to win this title probably since New Year. I think everyone pretty much said that anyway at the time. But I think Klopp obviously didn't want us to talk about it too much. And to be fair, you know, people were saying, oh, the unbearables are going to be even more unbearable. But I don't think it's been a case of that at all, really. Mm. Um, and it's become pretty routine, apart from this blip that we've had now, you know. I think such a long run was always going to come to an end at some point, and I think they just lost a bit of focus. I think we, you know, if you could have blinkers for footballers like you do for horses, we could have had, we could have done with some blinkers. I think we were just losing a bit of focus, um, and I think this game against Atletico Madrid. Uh, we'll refocus everybody, especially and particularly the fans. And it was a good atmosphere today as well.
4: Uh, Tony, I'm not going to cut you off because you're unbearable, but your phone line is—it's just squeaking there. So I've got to cut you <laughs> off. I'm really sorry, Tony. Thank you very much for your call, though. Um, I don't think that's done on the. Uh, not, I think it's done on the world of good, is what I'm trying to say. Is having a little bit of a blip and maybe refocusing, like Tony says. Um, they haven't lost sight of the league. They're going to do it in what three? They need nine yeah. points, don't they? So you, three you're games? probably
12: right. The defeat last week to Watford probably was a bit of an eye. Oh. And you're right, maybe refocus because before that, you wouldn't say they were playing particularly well. There was games where they were close to losing, but they've somehow found a way to, to, to nick a win. So you'd have to say it will help them refocus. And they've got a big game against Atletico. And I think, I think it was confidence boost again, going 1 0 down. I'm sure a lot of people around the country are thinking, oh, it's happening again, as we said. But no, and you said just refocused them. Um, come uh, Champions League this week, I'm sure they'll be fine. It's at Anfield as well, which you know what that place is like in the Champions League. It's like a fortress.
6: Eddie, would it be fair to say you feel like you deserved a bit more from that game?
13: Yeah, I think so because of what the the lads gave to the match. You know, Liverpool had a lot of the ball, anticipated that. I thought we had to defend and defend really well. I thought we did that for the majority of the game, um, but of course, we come away with nothing, and it's a hugely deflating feeling. But uh, we have nine games to get the points we need, and that's I think what we have to focus on.
6: With the goals, are you left slightly frustrated. I mean, they didn't have to work particularly hard for them, and, and it was
13: unfortunate, really. Yeah, I mean the goals. A very difficult to, to stomach because we had possession of the ball both occasions and you know how difficult it is to play against Liverpool um, uh, with the way that they play but giving them those types of moments that's what they play for that's what they wait for and um, yeah we contributed to that How is Steve? It looked like the lads missed him out there once he came off? He's a big player for us as our captain today and um, that was a, a big thing I think in the match uh, he's disappointed. He's de- well, not disappointed. He's devastated. It looks like a hamstring pull, um, but we, yeah, we can't do anything about it. We just have to try and get him back as quickly as possible. And all season you've been plagued with
6: injuries. I mean, just from a manager's perspective, how frustrating has this season been with with injuries?
13: Yeah, hugely frustrating. I can't tell you. Um, even today, uh, thinking we're going to try and have a go at Liverpool with the last ten minutes of the game, and Phil gets a, a knock on the on the back of his leg somewhere, and it means we have to play the last phase of the game of 10 men, 10 men and it's that's sort of been the story of our season every time we've tried to build some momentum we've been knocked but you can't believe it's hard luck and why always ask you can't have that mentality we just have to keep going and um, believe that we've got the quality to do what we need to do And it's all about
6: points at this stage of the season tough fixtures coming up you still have enough to, to stay up you believe?
13: I believe we do I believe um, in the players I believe in everything attached to AFC Bournemouth um, we will keep fighting uh, with the belief that we can do it Game day, your verdict
3: on Talk Sport. And that is that. Honours even in the end. Burnley dominating the first half. Spurs coming back really strongly in the second, deserving their equalising goal. Scored by Deli Ali from the penalty spot. And after plenty of doom and gloom around the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over the past few weeks, this will be seen as a bright spot. Burnley maintain their unbeaten run, but after the way they performed in the opening 45 minutes, they will view this as a missed opportunity. It's finished. Burnley won, Tottenham won.
9: Jose, what do you take out of that second-half performance?
14: Very good. Really, really good. Uh, Burnley's strong, Burnley's good but in the second half we were uh, very very strong and uh, probably we deserve more at least uh, we tried everything until the last second and uh, I'm very happy with the players attitude yeah what didn't happen in the first half then from your point of view we didn't have control in our midfield Um, we need more we need more from some from some players, more responsibility, more um, more attitudes, more intensity, and in the second half, we we had that. I think um, the changes that we we made, the players, they gave us they gave us a lot more, and obviously the confidence of the team comes comes high, and we managed to to be very dominant in the, in the second half.
10: And does that give you food for thought going towards Leipzig on Tuesday?
14: You no, know, Tuesday. We go and we win or or we lose, but we leave absolutely everything there, and not one not one um, one piece of uh, of energy and heart and soul we we have to take back everything must must stay there on 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 that pitch so of course uh, <laughs> people is is tired, some people is injured, we have limitations. But we go with, uh, with with everything. The team. We have our limitations. We know. We know that. We know clearly that uh, it's not an easy season. It's not uh, an easy situation with all the problems that this team is having since the beginning of the season. But uh, the spirit is fantastic. The boys. They show that in every difficult moment. The boys. They show that like they did today. So we go to Leipzig with with everything we have.
4: Bobby is a Spurs fan. Talk to me about that performance. What did you make of it? In fact, when the team news came out, were you surprised at the way you, you said it? Right.
14: Before we get negative, let's
10: just <laughs> say winning, uh, getting a draw You've already done that. at Burnley, <laughs> getting a yeah, getting a draw <laughs> at Burnley is is you know what I mean. I, I generally thought that was a two one win to Burnley. So really? I'm. It's good that they've done that, and it's good we've got a point. But just Jose. It's like, what is he doing? I don't hmm. get it. I, 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 don't. Ali up front. Come on. Yeah, but you don't I have think that many about options. When Darren Ben was up front for top number. Ali up front. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really?
4: Hold on, Robert. This isn't. This isn't going to endear you to the people in this room, by the way. <laughs> well, what, uh, well no, come on then. Do you do you give him credit? Do you give him credit for the changes that he made, though?
10: Yeah, obviously he made he made the right changes when he realised this ain't working, but mm. you should be come on, you shouldn't even be starting with a team in a formation like that, you know. It's, it's a no brainer what you should be starting with. Like Darren said earlier on, Sessignong, what a talent. Like proven in the Premier League. He's young, he's quick, he's rapid, he's got stamina. He's exactly what we need up and down them wings for Tongan. Like Seriously, he, can't, he can barely run these days. Why is he playing on the wing for? Like, put him centre-back with all the viral, and then we might have a chance. So I don't know what he's playing at. I really don't.
12: It's, I mean, it's a difficult one. And, and with the Sessignon, that, that's his that best position, I think, left wing-back as well, because he can obviously get forward and get back. He's quick. He's got a good end product. I thought he started off his Spurs career quite well after the injury when he scored in Europe. But for whatever reason, he's just not getting enough game time. And we're not going to see the best of him when he's playing games you've got Fernandes on the bench as well they've brought him in he doesn't start today there's, I mean there's so many players Luke, Lucas Mora, he never seems to get mm. a break him. like he does well for a period gets taken
10: out but I do think Do you know what? That's that's a valid point because even at PSG you know he was at PSG he could never get in that team Pochettino loved him Pochettino played him I will never ever forget Champions, Champions League final. Patrick No
4: it's what like
12: happened? Unreal. Can't get a break but you know what in, in, in Mourinho's defence a little bit like it's it's hard to replace the three players that he's got I mean Sissoko I know Spurs fans hated him when he first got there but he kind of ran himself mm. into so many good games they ended up loving him but when you talk about Kane and Son these are two top top players and you can't just replace them like that like you can't just all of a sudden go you know what, I'm going to put make a, a formation where we ain't got to rely on one player or two players for goals because them two are vital to the way Spurs play so I think that's got to come into context a little bit
4: Robbie, before you go, um, where do you think you're going to finish at the moment? Like, if you, if it were to stop now and and you had to make a prediction, where do you think you finish?
10: Uh, um do you know what? Let's just break it down quickly. Wolves are unreal this season; they've yeah. got fifth spot locked down, no problem. Sheffield United are class. Man United are finding their form. I think where Arsenal are going to finish above us for sure. So, I think I think temp wow, is probably comfortable you? for Spurs right now.
4: Stop it! Are and you that's serious?
10: That's coming from a die Spurs fan. Do
12: you know what, though? You say, you say that, though, and as bad as Spurs have been, as obviously you've said, you're still only two points behind Wolves.
7: Yeah. So it's still quite tight, you're still actually.
12: really, really tight. You're only three points
10: behind...
7: Yeah, but when you look minute, at both... Four teams, points though, behind Chelsea. goals, we can't. Hmm. Good yeah. point.
4: All right. <laughs> 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 Thanks for your call. Thank you so much, Robbie, Bobby, Roberto, and Bob. All in one. Uh, Jim is also a Spurs fan. Hello, Jim. Hello. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you feeling? Um, I'm just going to touch on that guy before... Mm.
5: Um, with like the regards to um, us, what I want to do, what I want to come in and say, so I've listened to all week and everyone's ringing up saying Mourinho this, Mourinho that. Mm. It's not Mourinho, that's the problem.
4: You're going to say Levy?
5: No, yeah, I'm going to say Levy because a team can't have two two managers, and they can't get a tune out of the team. So it. So what does that say? It's just players. And we went through two windows without buying a player. That has hit us now, and now we're playing for that.
4: Is he right? I just, yeah.
5: get, I just wanna get your view, like, Darren, Darren, if you was at a team that didn't buy a player for two seat, two windows, what would you think?
12: Well, boy, if I'm in a squad, I'm thinking buzzing because my, my place is safe.
0: Typical,
12: typical, I'm woo, that's all right for me. But no, nah, I can understand what you're saying. But do you know what? When they did it last season, they got away of it because they got to the Champions League mm. final. Uh, so pe- people, yeah, but we
5: got, we got their lucky, is what we
12: got their lucky. Lucky, but I mean, I you still got there. Side. Do you know what I mean? You got there, but I do think you can't keep going that way without bringing players in. You are going to get punished but eventually. Have,
4: but, but Spurs have signed players, they just not signed the right players. I know, I know what you're saying. The, the two windows that had gone past behind that, uh, before that, but they have signed players. Is in the last couple of windows? Are they just not the right ones?
5: Clearly not. You know, uh, sorry, uh, but I think and, and Dombalay has got potential. Uh, Fernandez has got potential. He shows glimpses of great. Le Celso is quality. Quality. He will be. He is going to be quality.
4: That's what I'd be more frustrated about watching that game. And hindsight is a beautiful thing. But to bring him on at half time of him to have such an impact and, and change the game, yeah. I'd be screaming that he, that he didn't start.
5: But, uh, honestly. I've got a season ticket over there. I went on Wednesday night and um, we, we battered Norwich for 45 minutes. The first half, you know, I don't think Norwich had a shot. Mm. But the second half, as soon as Norwich scored, you could feel the sense around the ground. And especially with me, I, I could think, we're going to lose this. Mm. And then as soon as he went to penalties, Tim Crawl, I think Tim Krull got away with a lot, to be fair.
4: Why, do you think he was off his line or something? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, but.
5: Obviously, I'm in. i Obviously, I sit in the south stand. So when he he showed his water bottle to the to the south stand, <laughs> that bit cheeky. Fair play <laughs> to him. Like you know, you're gonna do what you gotta do. But what did you think, Jim?
4: In. What did you think of Todd Cantwell as well? Doing keepy uppies before his penalty?
5: Joe you know what, right? I was calling him a fake baby Spice, but I think he's a great footballer.
12: Mate, do you know what? He's gone so under the radar because of some of the young other young English players like the Grealishes and the Mounts. People, like that, he's gone completely under the radar because I think he's been absolutely brilliant
5: that Cantwell. Kind of no, he was John re- you know Fair. He was probably their best player. Like, they he- didn't play. They didn't play a great side, and, and neither do we. But he he stood out, and when they when we played them in the league, he he stood out as well. I I think. To be honest, yeah, he's up there with Madison and Grealish. Everyone talks about them two, exactly, but he yeah. has got to be—he's got to be up there with them two. Is
4: he the kind of player, Jim, that if um, you were to dip into the market this summer, that you would want to take
5: oh, into your team? 100%, Laura. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like Spurs are known for buying young, but if we can't get Grealish because we we messed that up a couple of years ago, we yeah. need to, Todd Cantwell has got potential. 100%
12: he's young and he's English as well I and mean, you know Spurs over the years well, for a long time I like to, to buy yeah. young
15: English players you
5: know, but he gets though. stuck in as well he, got stuck, he, he gets stuck in and that's what we need like, and Dombelli, I think I think, honestly I think my sister's got more pace than him
4: <laughs> <laughs> she pre-aging like, <laughs>
5: do
12: you know what though I, I like on and I think he will make a difference I like how he goes past people he's powerful but for whatever reason he can't seem to either play 90
5: minutes or play back to no. back games I don't understand it he played. He played 55 games for Leon last season. The guys can't play 55 minutes for us this year. Yeah, season. I
12: don't understand it. He plays well for one game, then he doesn't play the next game. Mm. He plays like I think he came off today. He, he never seems to play consistent 90 minutes, and then go again the next game. It's always like in he break. It's always broken up. Yeah. Isn't it?
4: Uh, right, Jim, we've yeah. got to let you go. But thank you very much for your call, and good uh, luck to your sister. Anyway, She's got a bit of pace. See you later. <laughs> love you, Jim. See you later, and James. Is a Spurs fan? Welcome to the show, James.
16: Laura, Darren, I spoke to you Ah, after Tottenham lost the Leipzig game. Yes. I said that that I thought that they should sack, Mr. Levy should sack uh, Mr. Mourinho. Oh, James, I remember. I wonder how many games Tottenham have to play in such a disorganised, dispirited depressing manner before Mr. Levy says, you know what? You'll have a few more to go. that that, that, that Ndombele cost me. Mm. I'd rather spend 50 million to get rid of uh, Mr. Mourinho because although in Poticino, it was his time to leave. Mourinho is destroying game by game, whatever was left, whatever semblance of style and um, tactically awareness and playing some sort of fluid type of football He's gone. And, and we have enough decent players, although we don't have a lot that are injured, to play fluid, attacking, good football. We do. And, and Mr. Marino is a disgrace to his profession, quite frankly. And it's shameful to, to talk about Ndombele in the way that he did, pretending he doesn't want to talk about it when he does. Um, what does he think that's going to do mentally to a player? Does he think that that's going to make Nindomite think, oh, do you know what? I'm really going to try harder next time.
4: Hmm. Oh, Mm. where's he gone? I think we lost him. Chopped him. Um, um and it's uh, I don't think he's a disgrace. I think that's a little yeah, bit. No, it's, it's but he's a bit too far. I think it's I think it's Jose's way, and I think in the past it has worked very well for him, everything that he's doing. Um in his defence, um, I would say that he's come in and he's inherited what he has, and I think his two best players slash three uh, not being around is gonna make a bit of a difference to most teams. Like we saw we saw Manchester City lose Laporte, that is one player and yes they've had other injuries and other problems but one player, one one key player can make a massive difference to a team In that team it can. But then the flip side I suppose is, you know, we had callers earlier on saying "Well, look what Sheffield United are doing and look what Wolves can
12: do. And Unfortunately yeah, we, we get them. Wolves have been brilliant, Sheffield United have been brilliant but again so you talk about Sheffield United have got a, a fantastic team that are playing the way that they're used to playing with Chris Wilder so mm-hmm. they, they know how to get the best out of his team they've been doing it for a while so you can't really it's not the same it's not the same you look at um, Mourinho and the team that he's got he's inherited a team that played a certain way and now you've got a coach that's coming who doesn't play that particular way you look at Wolves again with Nuno they've been playing the same way for a couple of seasons now so everyone knows their roles but when a new manager comes in who's a defensive minded coach but you've not got the players to do it you're going to find it difficult but then you add on top of that Kane and Son. You know what I mean that, that's a lot of goals there that you're missing as well? So there's probably, with them two in the team, there's going to be games where Spurs are not particularly playing very, very well. We understand that. But when you've got them two in the team, they're goal threats. So you might, they might have played today, not played very well, but still walked away 3 1. Son's got one and Kane's got one. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know what I mean? You, you're losing a big, big part of your team.
3: Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Dean Abrams uh, is going to have a word and he is going to do it right now with Mikel Arteta.
17: Mikel, first of all, the, the winning goal, given by VAR, took forever. Uh, it looked like Reece Nelson may have been offside, maybe or offside. I mean, first of all, what was your view on it? And secondly, um,
18: did it seem to take forever for you? It did. It was very long, obviously, when uh, they disallowed the goal. I was no and then the my staff came from the bench and say it's a goal, he's on site. Um and then it was about two or three minutes I think. Till made the decision, so obviously I was like I wasn't very positive about it. But I am very pleased. Finally it works. The VAR worked for us. So congratulations to them, thank you. And we got the point. You're happy with VAR tonight. Tonight I'm very happy. I love VAR. <laughs> <laughs> You're really <laughs>
17: anyone in the country I think who does. Um how well did your team play today?
18: Well, we had, uh, we had moments in the game. We had moments in the first half where we gave um, unnecessary balls away in dangerous areas where we allowed the transition against a team that they are very good at that. Um, we lacked in the final third the right pass, the right cross, the right moment to finish more actions. Um, but against a deep block like they played, sometimes it's not easy. But I am very pleased with the results and the way the team find a way to win the game. And to do that Sunday, you need some individual performances at the back with your goalkeeper and so on, with the courage and the the attitude to come into that pitch like like I did today. The moment I looked at his face when I was talking to him, I could say he's ready to score. And he scored and he's another three points for the team.
17: The only unbeaten side in the Premier League this calendar year since the 1st of January. Mm. Um, You've turned this, this ship around very quickly. Because it was, after we're listing, I mean, they were, they were never going to finish top four in a million years until you came in. Now they're, they're very much in the conversation, in with a chance.
18: Yeah, but the ship is not where I want the ship in the position that I want to. It's still a lot of turns to make to that ship to get, to get it where we want. Obviously, it's a process. You cannot do that uh, overnight. But uh, a lot of positive things that I see, obviously, and, and result-wise, we are improving a lot.
17: Well done today, and thanks for talking Thank to us. i mean, Mikel Arteta to talk to us live here on TalkSport after that win, and uh, loves VAR tonight.
3: <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, Ray, uh, we'll come back to the point that we were making about uh, VAR or the equivalent of other sports in a minute. Just to pick up on uh, Mikel Arteta there, he is a fan of VAR, although he did concede that it took an age uh, <laughs> for it uh, to actually be decided, which we all know, particularly the people who are here. Uh, but... Um, you know, they've not been beaten in 2020 in the Premier League. The Arsenal fans talked about his method, you know, they, they believed in Mikel Arteta. Um, you know, they're level with Spurs, game in hand, they're ninth now uh, and you just get the feeling, Ray, don't you, that they could uh, finish pretty high up the table now. Well,
9: I think there's still a lot of places up for grabs at the moment that's we yeah. speak. It, well, they're doing they? enough, aren't they? Yeah, you know? what, what I'd say though, and, and you could hear it there with um, Mikel's, uh, you know, conversation with the uh, With Ian. He wasn't happy with today overall. He knew they didn't play well enough, gave the ball away. I'm only listening to what he said as a football person, and they gave it away in areas that could have been crucial, could have been costly. Uh, They were a bit fortunate to get away with I'm led to believe, and I've got a lot of West Ham pals and Arsenal pals have been sending me messages, and Arsenal were very lucky by the sound of things. You were at the game, but it sounded like West Ham had some good chances. A lot of chances. Yeah, Yeah, good chances they didn't take. You know, that's what happens when you're down at the foot of the table. You know, you don't quite uh, get enough out of the game, what you should. And then you make one mistake or one thing goes against you and you end up losing the game. But what he was happy with was the character shown by Arsenal today. I've seen Arsenal two or three times in recent times since uh, Mikel's taken over. And there is definitely a a difference in the way that they get around the pitch, the way that they're defending, uh, you know, so that side of it's getting a bit better but also you've you've got to get all facets of your game right and that is defending, midfield play and your attacking play and it still isn't quite there. And I I think you can hear it in his voice. You know We've still got a long way to go but they're happy enough with the points that they've picked up certainly since January.
4: Let's go to an Arsenal fan. Who's there? (laughs) Kia, what would you like to Um, say?
19: I just wanted to say that um, I'm a professional coach myself, not in football but in other sport and I really like how Arteta... And the sort of new corporate managers are like working with players, positivity, building relationships, mm. you know, just getting a good vibe about it all. And I really feel like that's, you can probably say same about Lampard as well. And I, I love that style and I sort of feel like Jose's style is kind of being a bit left behind. And I think like after a while, players, it kind of wears a little thin on people. That's probably why he had a bit of a shelf life after a couple of years. I think long-term, like Arteta's style is just, it's so nice and um, there's Lampard and other other young managers are doing the same and Klopp as well, I guess, that sort of like positive Mm -hmm. where they're working with people and not just sort of
4: dictating what happens. Yeah, Kia, stay there because Darren Bent is is the player alongside me. Um, does it make a massive difference when you look at it's almost I know what Kia's saying, it's it's that arm around the shoulder impression that we seem to be getting from the likes of Mikel Arteta, Frank Lampard and especially Jürgen Klopp. Is that does that work for players? Do you get that response from players?
12: Yeah, of course yeah. I mean I've played for both. I've had managers where they put their arm around you and you, you feel like you want to run for a brick wall for that manager. Yeah. You feel like I'm part of his plans. Or even Who? if you I'm not gonna tell you who, but even if, even if I'm not playing, they still make you feel like you're part of it, which is brilliant. But then sometimes you look at Mourinho, for instance. He doesn't seem that. He does for, for to an extent. Like he, obviously, when he brought Pogba it looked like it was a match made in heaven. All of a sudden, it could turn very quickly. But I'm looking at it from, like, say, Troy Parrott's point of view as well. Now he might not be ready. I mm-hmm. mean, by the by the sounds of it, like people saying he's not ready. But still, you can't keep condemning him. I mean, he's a young guy. He's only 18 years old. You've got to give him time to develop. Mm. I mean, not, Harry Kane wasn't a top top player at 18 years old. He was much later on. So I think for the, the fact Marina keeps coming out saying like putting him out there, he's not ready, then kind of just throwing him to the wolves that's not going to do him any, any favours and he'll know in himself to a parrot when I know this manager doesn't fancy me so he's probably in himself is thinking well my time at Spurs as long as this guy's in charge I'm never going to get another opportunity it's
4: got to the point now where it's Mourinho's reputation as well and we'll yeah. discuss that in a moment and, and whether or not that's not clouding his judgement but whether he's making decisions that are having an impact um, to save his reputation or not. Um, Kia, just a quick one about Arsenal and and, and what they're doing this season. We've been speaking quite positively about Mikel Arteta and the direction that Arsenal are going in. Um, And I don't think, I mean, this stat about Arsenal being the only side um, not to lose a game in 2020, I do think it's a little bit squiffed. Um, I think it's quite nice to say because it it sounds cool, doesn't it? But ultimately, are, are you confident in Mikel Arteta moving forward? And do you think that maybe... Is this season a little bit too early to expect a top-four finish or do you think you can still get it?
19: Oh, I think it's a massive ask. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping we can snatch Fitz and Mancey to get the ban and we might sneak in the back door. I think top-four might be a big ask. But what I will say is everything looks to be heading in the right direction and he's getting players, as Darren said, playing in position. And I don't think there's a player in the team who's not uh, not playing well asked everyone's on form. I really think in Leno, they've got a top, top class goalkeeper who's only going to get better. Uh, and you could, even, you could even argue like David Luiz has upped his game. Ozil's definitely up to his game. You, have to, you can only see positive, I know it's early, early days, but it's only positive things really to be said. And because he's building a team whilst trying to play games, it's even more impressive that they're like in a transitional period, but still collecting good points.
3: David Moyes wants to speak uh, to
17: us on David. Talksport yeah, 2, and he's with Ian Abrahams. David, did
1: you won that game today? Uh, yeah, but we didn't, and uh, you know, so there's no point in sort of beating about the bush. We have to say we we made mistakes in attacking areas which cost us and didn't get us the, get us the win. Uh, defensively, we've done a really good job. We, we played well in the game, but we missed too many opportunities to, to either make opportunities or to score goals, and... Uh, that would be where we went, went amiss today.
17: The one in the first half where Antonio's through should have squared it for Halea and played it behind him and maybe Mikael in the second half with the header where the keepers made a one-handed save Either yeah. two you're thinking of?
1: Well, there's two, but I think there's another one. I think Seb had a he- header as well. I think we had other other opportunities in the first half. Jared hits the post. So I think we had enough opportunities to to get something out of the game. We didn't deserve to lose the game, that's for
17: sure. Mikael, Atas just told me he loves VAR. What do you think of it? Well, I don't, because I
1: don't actually think it's uh, enhanced their football. I don't think it's enhanced their game. Uh, I think you can see the, the way supporters treat it. I. It's not to say that I wouldn't have given help to the referees in other ways, but that's my my own opinion, what I've got. Uh, but that's the rules we've got. But I, I think we've got a very good referee in Martin Atkinson, arguably one of the best in Europe. Two very good linesmen. Uh, linesman gives offside, but then... Uh, then somebody else in a, in a wee room puts a few lines on the, on the board and says it's not a goal. It took well, an age as well, didn't it? Well, it? It did take ages, but I think we got the feeling that, that uh, there was something not right when uh, when they took so long.
17: Overall, they, listen, they did well at Anfield, really well. Won last week, really well. You've you come here and you've given the only unbeaten side in the Premier League since January the 1st a real run for their money. You have to be happy with the way your team are playing going into the last nine games. I'm thrilled by how they're
1: playing I've told them but I'm also not going to keep getting into the dressing room and telling them well done while we're losing 1-0 it's getting to a point where I'm you know I need it I need it now we need to we should have taken something from the game today we should have Uh, and I don't want to be saying sorry we've run out of games in five or six weeks but I've got to say we played well today we had a lot of really good performances Uh, you know a lot of new Jared's done really well again and we've had some players playing really well at the moment so just disappointing not to get in but Pleased with the performances in many ways.
17: Well done today. Sorry you didn't get a result. Cheers, thank you. David Moyes, uh, not happy after that, but happy with the way his team played, but not obviously with the result, boys.
3: OK, thank you, Moose. Uh, David Moyes and Mikel Arteta from the uh, tunnel area. Both have been on the full-time phone-in here on Talk Sport 2. Uh, just before we get back to Liverpool, Ray Houghton is at Selhurst Park, and I know you've got a, a few points you want to talk about Liverpool. Um, West Ham, 16th in the Premier League, 27 points. Watford lost today. Bournemouth lost today, so the fact that they lost today, no
9: real damage done. It, it, it's as you were. Are you confident they can stay up, West Ham? Well, you right? see no damage done, but the thing that it came out of that interview there between Ian and David for me was when he said, "I can't keep going into the changing room saying you played well, lads, but we got beat." That's difficult. You when you're saying they can't finish. Well, well, what you're saying is, lads, you know, you can't keep doing putting in the effort and the attitude that you've got game after game, and we're ending up with nothing. You went to Liverpool could easily have got something from that. Ended up losing the game. Same, same happened. Uh, you know, today, where, as I say, it sounded like West Ham had the better opportunities, didn't take them, yeah. and then you switch off for a moment, and you end up losing the game 1-0. That's what happens when you're at the bottom of the table. and You maybe start feeling a little bit sorry for yourselves. But now they've got a They've got nine games, I think, isn't it, Russ, between now and the end of the season? Yeah. They've got some tough ones coming up. I know they've got another London Derby. They've got a London Derby against Chelsea coming up. That's another big game for them. So they just have to try to be as positive as you can. Keep believing that what you're doing is right, but you've got to minimise the mistakes. You've got to stop yep. making the simple mistakes that's proven so costly.
3: Game day, your verdict. On Talk sport. Sheffield United keep winning, don't they? They beat bottom of the uh, table Norwich City just by a goal to nil today. Uh, Billy Sharp, uh, who loves the club and the fans love him, getting the only goal. And here he is with Alan Biggs.
15: Billy, uh, a hard-earned victory. Yeah, thought we was, uh, thought the performance was really good. First half, though, thought we, you know, it was, it was an only a matter of time before we scored. And um, luckily for me, I got in the end of one of the brilliant crosses by. John Lundstrom and uh, was happy to see it going. Um, and then obviously second half we up against it a little bit, but we, we saw it out, which is another testament to to the, the to the whole team, the back five, and obviously Dino with two incredibly two or three incredibly good uh, saves and. Uh, Delighted for, for them to get, and for the club to get 10 clean sheets, which is another great achievement this season.
3: Tell us about that double save from Dean Henderson. I don't know if you've got a clear view of it, seen
11: it again.
15: We, we, we just can't believe it. None of us have seen it. Yeah, obviously, he got a block as well. Um, then Dino saved one down to the left, got quick, and don't know how he saved the second one with, it, with his right hand. But it's just the, uh, it's just what he is. He's, sure. He loves keeping the ball out of the net. Yeah. I'm I'm certain he'll be England's number one soon Um, he has to be with his performances and obviously um, he wants to be as well so hopefully he is soon
3: Billy Sharp there with uh, Alan Biggs Gary was at Bramall Lane Sheffield United fan big fan of the Blades evening Gary Uh, good evening Um, it's great to have you on the show Ray Houghton is at Selhurst Park he's listening to you what what do you want to talk about obviously Sheffield United but what
11: in particular I just think it's a consistent way that we're playing Um, that throughout the season as a, as a whole um, there's only two games I can think of all season where we've been beaten and that's i mean beaten by a better team and that was Liverpool away uh, and probably Manchester City at home every other game we've been in every game but I think what's most important, I mean, impressive is the style of football the way that we're playing and, 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 and sort of the, the formation that we play. I mean today uh, United plays Floyd uh, short passing football in the first half really pegged Norwich back the, the the energy in the team and the drive from midfield was exceptional and if it had been 4-0 at half time it have been a, a sort of perfect reflection on it, however I've got to give credit to Norwich because I, I, I do think they're a really good football side, uh, the second half has changed the shape, went to a more sort of I suppose a, a diamond type shape and um, it, it sort of nullified our wing backs as much and nullified sort of Fleck getting forward as much and it pinned us back a little bit but there again it's where the defence comes into it and I really think that I never expected Sheffield United to be sixth in the Premier League where we are now in March and if you look at it and look at the the, the games we've got coming up we could even be in the top I mean I said to my son earlier we could even be chasing third spot in a few weeks time it's unreal it's unreal but having said that it's not fluke, it's not momentum. It's three years of brilliant management and getting the right players to buy into a system. Uh, and, and it's just great. It's just great times to be a separate United supporter.
3: Well, it sounds like you're very happy. And, and Ray, what, what Gary's saying there about Chris Wilder in the last three years and his management system, the way he's got the
9: players understanding what he wants, that is why they're successful, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, because they buy in with what the manager wants. You know, I've been to games when Chris has spoken afterwards and he speaks very well, understands the game. There's, there's no messing around. You know, He doesn't try to dress it up in any way. He tells it how it is. That's how I like my manager to speak. You know, if we've played well, tell us we've played well. If we haven't, tell us why things that didn't yeah. go right on the day. That's what I like about them. But I've got to say, as, as a, a, a performance from a club this season, it's right up there with Wills. Them two have been sensational. You know, Wills have had to do it in the Europa League as well as the league. Sheffield United coming up from last season. Every Everyone had them down. Every You ask every pundit, everyone who you've asked, who's, who, who's, who's your three to go down? Sheffield United would have been 95% of ex-players or whatever have probably said Sheffield United and everyone would have got it wrong and that's because the players have showed attitude and commitment which has been absolutely unbelievable and another team I've really enjoyed watching this season because they play with a passion they play for each other there's no big heads in the team there's no I am, it's all about us and that's driven by the manager I absolutely agree with
11: everything that Ray said I think the one thing you did miss there's no shortage of technical ability as well, and ability to be able to work off the ball is that is, is is a, is a, today, our right wing-back, there were times when our right wing-back was actually playing in the left wing-back's position, and when you looked, the left wing-back was in the right wing-back's position. It was quite amazing to watch, and they got the freedom to express themselves. That is good management and it's good attitude from the players. And it comes,
9: um, and it comes from a confidence and a belief from the manager yeah. in the players. You know, that's that yeah. comes from the years you've been together, trusted each other, you know, have the courage to go out and do what the manager's asked of you. And and you know there's no repercussions. The manager's not going to tell you not to do that because he's been advocating it for the last few years at the club. Exactly. That's what's got you exactly. got success. You've got to keep exactly. doing what's got you success. It's simple. Exactly.
11: Exactly, and I think the players know that they're in a club at the moment where their strengths are being allowed to, to actually contribute to something quite special. Yeah. And that, 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 you know, you look at John Play, we got him on a free from Coventry, as you know, three years ago. Yeah. And you, you watch the guy, he, okay, you know, if he was 21, 22, he'd be a £50 million pound player. The fact he's 28, but more importantly, the guy actually loves the club and and I think that that is that attitude is something that's instilled in every one of those players that they feel there's some kind of bond there between the manager, the players and the supporters and you know, it, 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 it's, it's just a joy to watch because I, I've been supporting them since since, since 1964. Well, my granddad took me along, and he was a three-sided cricket ground football club. Mm -hmm. And the the best team I ever saw was the late John Harris's team in the early 70s. And I'll say without a shadow of a doubt that this consistently over the last three, four years has just got better and better, and something I've never seen. It's just a joy to watch, really, really is. And it's, it's a matter of just embracing it, because... Football, things change very, very quickly. But I really think that that Chris Wilder's got a a short medium and a long-term plan for the club. And it'll be interesting to see where it goes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Gary, uh, thank you so much for phoning us on the full-time phone-in here on Talk Sport 2. If there's anybody listening who wasn't quite still sure about Sheffield United after listening to you, they will be now. Uh, made some brilliant points. And that's what we love on the full-time phone-in. 08717 Uh Craig is a Sheffield United fan. Welcome to the show, Craig. Thank you. Good evening. How are you? Uh, we're very well. Uh, we're heaping praise upon your team, the Blades. And uh, uh, did you hear Billy Sharp talking to Alan Biggs?
8: Yeah, rightfully deserved. You know, I think as as Blades fans, we're uh, we're quite lucky to have Biggs here as a journo for us uh, yeah. because you know he's uh, he's got he's got no favourites between United and Wednesday. Being a Chesterfield fan, etc. <laughs> and it, and he says it as it is. Um... Same as Billy Sharp, really. Um, yeah, it says it totally as it is. Dean Henderson, without doubt now, I think, has got to be right on the cusp of becoming
3: England's number one. Just yeah, Billy save. said that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the double save that
8: he made today was, yeah, it was right out of the top drawer. Um, you know, I was, I was lucky. I was sitting in the... Uh, I was sitting what maybe 12 15 rows behind that just above the away support when he pulled off that save and it was yeah unreal we, have, we haven't seen a keeper like him since the days of Tracy and Kelly but I think apart from him you've got you've got a back five that are uh, singing off the same hymn sheet when I spoke to Darren and Laura earlier in the season we had a, we had a number of uh, pundits that were still fancying us to go down one of them that obviously works for you quite a lot in the week with
3: Darren Goss. Um <laughs> He's not here today. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's uh, 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 he's lost his voice, uh, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, that, I mean, he's lost his voice. That's tragic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah,
8: anyway. and, and I think I think now I think everybody's got to wake up and smell the the Chris Wilder coffee because the guy the guy is just next level. Yes, it's brilliant because he's Sheffield United through and through, but. This doesn't happen to Sheffield United. I've been a blade for, what, 30 years. When I started supporting Sheffield United, we weren't paying 23 million quid for a player and we had Lamborghinis in the car park. We were paying to sign, sign players and they had a, bat, a battered Ford Escort in the car park. Times change. We realise that. But you're in the
9: Premier League now, of course. And, it's and, and, just, and just for the season, and what's left of the season, and I, I think Russ asked this question of a, of a Wolves fan, yeah. and we'll ask it of you. Where would you, you know, what, what's the priority? Is it to, because you're still in the FA Cup against Arsenal, is it to win that or to get into the top four, top stroke, top five, and get into uh, the Champions League for next season? Well,
8: I, I, and, th- and this is the this is the million dollar question, isn't it? Because me as a blade now and I think it's where, where, I've, where I've come from over the, the, the past years, apart from the wilder years, I would currently say I would love to cement our position in the Premier League next year and then push on to Europe. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know, a club that's 130 years old has never been in Europe. That's the fairy tale going to yeah. the next level. And then it's whether we've... Because there's going to be Budget A, Premier League, and then there's going to be budget B. You push on to the next level, and you're in Europe. And then, and then we don't know where it's going to go. But well,
9: but, a great position well, to be in at the minute. Those are Sheffield United fans, isn't it? You yeah, know, to think you've got two two avenues to get to Europe for next season, winning the yeah. FA Cup or your league position.
8: I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's double bubble for us. at the minute. If we get, I look at it with seven, behind, seven points behind Leicester, with sketchy league form from Leicester. If we can, if we can continue with this, even today, like your previous caller said. Yeah. First half we battered Norwich. Second half they came back into the game. But this is where momentum carries a team forward, and Wilder and Neil, etc., and his backroom staff are just drilling the winning momentum into this bunch of lads and now, and now it's how far it can get them because they're they've bought into the badge, they're bought into the team, they're bought into Sheffield as a whole and you know for me, yeah, Dreamland, loving life, can't wait to see what the next chapter holds. Game Day,
3: the biggest football league in the world. Game day, your verdict on talk sport.